everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Is It Wet, the podcast, where, you know, I can't imagine uh, refusing to allow people to quarantine for profit-driven <laughs> reasons. I can't imagine that happening. No, it's such a sci-fi concept. It's such, such a, a science fiction, <laughs> other world, only on a different planet yeah. in the distant future uh, would that happen. I'm Sophie. I'm Caitlin. And today on the podcast, uh, which is the drippiest, scoopiest, uh, wettest podcast out there where we talk about wet, gloopy movies, I'm very excited because we are doing, we're doing a movie that we've always actually like used as an example of when yeah. people ask us, what do you mean you have a podcast called Is It Wet? It's like what one are of wet the- movies. Mm-hmm. Easiest ways to deliver the message is People by like, referencing yes, this got one. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because not only like is it physically wet, it the tone, the props, <laughs> the design, the dialogue, the characters, concepts, everything we've ever talked about on this podcast. Top to bottom, wet as hell. We're doing the 1979 science fiction horror film directed by Ridley Scott, Alien. 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 Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, very excited to be doing the the sequel to Prometheus, as it's more commonly <laughs> referred to. Yeah. Um, which we did. <laughs> which we did this first. one for some goddamn reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say, um, this movie is, like, classically wet. I do think Prometheus is wetter. Oh, but we'll get into right. it. <laughs> yeah. I also like I'm glad we did Prometheus. I love Prometheus so much. It's so different. I can't yeah. believe I both can and can't believe they're both Ridley Scott. Like yeah. it's all I would think Prometheus was like someone trying to do Ridley Scott, but it is it was also it, Ridley Scott. It so. really shows that that yeah, that a lot of the greatness of Alien is it being a collaborative project, and a lot mm-hmm. of that came from Dan O'Bannon's yes. writing said he did not <laughs> yes. write it. Uh, I love Damon Lindelof, but uh, that was a oh fuck Prometheus yeah, that was, was Damon very, Lindelof. Yeah, okay, a, it's a very Damon Lindelof movie. That's um, where it is. Yeah, yeah, but I'm so I'm excited to get into this movie. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's get let's get weird. Um, so, Keelan, while you yes. were out 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 at your your day job uh, <laughs> mis- doing miscellaneous things for a space corporation <laughs> and, and <laughs> yep. g- getting cargo I guess I'm sure yeah. I'm sure there's alien apocrypha that explains it um, yeah but what was your wet moment of the week I'm so excited to talk about mine. I watched something that I had been putting off for a while, and I don't know why because I'm so glad I watched it um I watched the most recent season of American Horror Story. And here's the thing. I didn't... I've fallen off the American Horror Story wagon last... I think the last two seasons, I just, like, could not get into. Yeah. Um, I... The the season nine was, like, about... um, Camp, like a yeah. I didn't like that one. I watched. I watched all of that one, and oh, you it did? lost me. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I watched like three or four episodes. The, the one, the one you're talking about is the Red Tide. The, the Red Tide. So, so and then, and season ten the is P-Town two. Vampires. 
The P-Town Vampires. Okay, yeah. I thought you didn't know about this because I was going to be like, okay, this is very reminiscent. Uh, like, I don't know how you couldn't in your mind compare it to Midnight Mass. Yes, yeah. Because it takes place in a similar setting, similar themes. But where Midnight Mass is like, we've talked about this, it's like this beautiful, slow burn, <laughs> quite literally, and it's like this exploration of uh, of faith and and belief and uh, and all of this stuff. Like it's so beautiful. What American Horror Story Red Tide does is it says, "What if there was a pill you could take?" <laughs> and it does one of two things. <laughs> yep. You're either. You 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 are a star. You are a creative yeah. in some way. You have talent. It's the that's the word I'm looking for. You either have talent, and you become a vampire, but you are you you create the magnum opus of whatever your art is. You you become the greatest, and so also that implies that all of the like a lot of film directors and shit are are are, vampires. are doing yeah. this. Or you take the pill and you don't have talent and you turn into like a Nosferatu little like mindless zombie thing. Yeah, it's a real Ayn Rand concept uh, for a vampire thing. <laughs> you yeah, it's like you have to be predisposed. And it's not like after you take the, the pill, it's like you have to have a predisposition for talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like it's basically Adderall. It's like it gives yeah. you the focus to be able to make <laughs> your masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. And it and it like rides that premise out to the furthest it can go and it doesn't go very far. It's only I forget how many episodes, but it's only half of the season and then the second half of uh season 10 is a different a totally different story that okay. isn't quite as wet um it's about aliens and literally every conspiracy theory <laughs> there's ever been I, it, li- it links all of them i didn't finish it i might finish it if if, if to see how they do that but i got kind of tired <laughs> you'd, you'd like, of the vampires like that one. i was like because, uh, like, I got tired of him being like, oh, I don't want to kill people. I was like, <laughs> I don't have time for a vamp- that in a vampire. I, yeah. Um, even though that's a lot of vampire stories. It's not a good story. I, it's no. ju- it is just hilarious to me because, again, you, ca- you can't help but compare it to Midnight Mass. And, like, one is this beautiful, this beautiful piece of art. And the other, oh, my God, I know what it was. I guess uh, Mike Flanagan took the pill and he made Midnight Mass. Yes. And then uh, Ryan Murphy took the pill and turned into one of those gremlin <laughs> yeah. things. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's I like... Will, I will say, I the seasons, everyone... There's a lot of seasons that everyone hates that I really love. So I love mm. the apocalypse season. Oh, I thought I that, that was fun. People didn't yeah. like it. I loved the one about the election. I was like, that was fun. The cult. Mm. That's that's one of the ones that I tried to like, but it wouldn't grab me. I don't, I don't know. I, I think Evan Peters wears his Emmy. 10 or 15 years ago, this area got hit on the head and ass by an addiction stick, the likes of which you've never seen. After the big crash, a lot of folks out of work with nothing to do but get hungry and high. Heroin at first, then crystal meth, then the opioids, which made the heroin obsolete. But people still needed that crystal rush. And cooking meth is easy, I hear, if you have the right ingredients, so don't blow yourself up. Anyway, this one person 
No one really knows who they are, by the way. Starts experimenting with different recipes. So it was created by accident? Well, that's the story. But you want to know the best part. It only works if you have talent. So, those things you see haunting around town, they took the pill, but they're just hacks, wannabes, dreamers. See, if you take the pill and you don't have a creative seed in your brain already, the pill destroys you, turns you into a flesh phantom. Always thirsty, never satisfied, or employed. Oh my god, does he not have one yet? He's been through so much for Ryan Murphy. Ryan... Here's my thing is I think when we were talking about the ghost ship episode, I believe Ryan Murphy has collected the souls of of the cast of American Horse. There is literally no other explanation Mm -hmm. as to why Sarah Paulson is still. She's in both parts of of season 10. Yeah, both parts. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And she's always like, oh. I always say it's going to be my last season, and then Ryan comes with me with this crazy out out, out of this world idea. I think they idea have so and, much fun on yeah. on set. Oh, they yeah. must. Yeah, it must yeah. be so fun to make that show. Um, but it is. It is so fucked up. It is like one of the most problematic shows. Oh, for but sure. All, I but mean, it also it's, does like it's Ryan Murphy. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, I recommend a back to back. You have to watch Midnight Mass first, though. You have yes, to. Yes. And then watch Red Tide after. And you it is a really fun, hilarious little little back to back show. A little double feature. There. Yeah, a little uh, double feature. Yeah. But yeah, give Evan Peters a Emmy for his time. Sarah Paulson, I, I assume, has a lot of Emmys. So oh, for sure. She also deserves like emotional compensation for that show. But Evan Peters, in particular, has been really yeah. put through the ringer. He has. He's executive producing the show now. So oh, okay, he's, that's it, good. Yeah. That's good. Okay, Sorry, I feel better. <laughs> but about it's it. like he gets to be more yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Who's, he's incredible. I I just you know got to speak up for the men in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah, so um, Sophie, what what was your wet moment of the week this I week? I think I think you know what I'm going to say. We went to the movie theater. Uh, <laughs> we bought a bunch of popcorn, um, and we watched Jordan Peele's Nope. Jordan Peele's Nope. Go see nope, it. It's which, so good. So good. Not going to spoil it. No. Or actually, I am going to spoil it. It stars Mel Gibson and his <laughs> and Joaquin Phoenix, and he's basically a, fa- a single father trying to protect his home from alien invasion. Um, yeah. Sorry to spoil Nope, um, but no, Nope is. It was really excellent. It's wet. There, it's not the wettest Jordan Peele movie. I think his no. other films are wetter, um, but I would say it's my actually my second favorite. Um, and I'm just, I just fucking love Jordan, Jordan Peele like like every everyone does. But I do um, too. And I keep being like I like the second we walked out, I was like, oh yeah, that's not my that's not my favorite. And then it gets under your skin, it, yep. and I I like cannot stop thinking about I it to the point where I'm like, it. no, I I almost think I like it as much as Get Out. Like yeah, I, yeah, I was uh, rewatching with, scenes from from Get Out, and I was and I was like, these are great, um, yeah. but. Like this, there's more. Like there's a there's such a nuance to this new movie, yes. and the themes are like are really resonated with me. Um, and people, there's been a lot of discourse about. Oh, I didn't understand the monkey. If this is a spoiler, mm-hmm. why was there a monkey scene? And I was like, <laughs> No, that was for me. 
That's when I was like, this is this is it. This is like yes. what I built the movie around. Yes. Uh, one of the most chilling scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Very wet. Uh, very, very wet. wet. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it's revealed sort of slowly in pieces throughout the movie. You get smacked in the face with it yes. right away a little bit. And then it's just it's revealed to you in little bits and it's it's so chilling every time. And relates <laughs> like directly to like the um the antagonist in the movie. Yes, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, hundred percent. And like the just the idea of of spectacle and um sort of like what we put ourselves through to mm-hmm. feed the spectacle of mm-hmm. our lives, this mm-hmm. sort of society of spectacle if you will mm-hmm. is wet that's a wet concept oh, even yeah. even if they're in the dry dry southern california it's all it's wet there's there's a lot of blood and, and stuff raining down um i said it's the it's the only horse movie i've liked <laughs> well not horse mo- movie 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 heavily featuring horses <laughs> movie set around horses yes. that i enjoy other than war horse of course of course <laughs> which you which you pretend to watch catch me i like to catch i like i do this bit where my, when my partner comes home i i will make it seem like i'm like 45 minutes into war horse <laughs> it's a great <laughs> just, bit yeah uh, we want that to take off as a meme try yeah. war please feel, feel free to do that war horse people yeah, yeah. <laughs> War horse your partners. Yeah. But this is this is this was a really special one. Um yeah. and I think that it's not so much like people need to get better at it is that like media literacy and people need to be okay with like um, ambiguity in film and like a right. blockbuster. Right. That's one thing, but I think it's also that not enough people wa- watch American Horror Story, so they don't mm. appreciate like a kind of left field campy horror set piece. Yes. So even if that scene didn't have anything to do with the characters. Right. I would still be like, I want to see it. I want, yep. I want just kind of a side. Sh- I like a sideshow in my movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's that's not an issue. I I think it would have been great if in Alien they cut to another ship where like Freddy Krueger was. Re- no, that that wouldn't be great. Then that's probably is a movie. I would be fine <laughs> if there was also like a haunted doll on the ship in Alien. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Or if the yeah, if the cat kind of had its um. No, it has to be complete. It has to seem completely different because I think that's people's problem. Is they were like, this was, this didn't. T- this was like a thing that happened, uh, an incident that happened a long time ago, and doesn't have to do with the events of the right, right. movie. What? Um, why would yeah. things that happened to character in the past affect <laughs> them in the present? Yeah, is there a word for that? And have poignancy for when they're mm-hmm. facing, yeah, facing it again in their future, and it's like. There is no way you could tell me it would be the same movie without the chimp stuff. No. There's no, no, no. like, or monkey, whatever we said. Um, yeah. It, there's, you cannot tell me it would be the same movie and have no. the same effect. Mm-mm. It's, it's. It wouldn't film, have hit me that that hard. No. Uh, Flawless movie. Nope. Notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only, yeah. I mean, there are like a few, uh, a few, a few things that I might have. No, you know what? I'm not giving Jordan Peele notes. Who am I? Nope, notes. No, yeah, nope. who am I? I have notes. Nope. I haven't taken the vampire pill. I can't make direct a better movie. No. Nope. Um. So, um, 
Alien. I almost called you Alien. Caitlin, <laughs> what is your relationship to the film Alien? Alien. I'm not going to say it right. <laughs> hey, let me, hey, listen, let me tell you about some aliens all, all over aliens. here. Yep. All them aliens upon them ship. <laughs> Get them aliens up off them ship. My relationship with Alien is that I've seen it a couple times. Um, I was, it's something that I was always like, really excited to see but knew it was too scary for me mm-hmm. so i didn't watch it for a long time but i wanted to see it because i knew it was one of my dad's favorite movies yeah and he would do this thing to my brother and i um he would like put his the palm of his hand like uh, over our face like the face hugger the face and hugger. he would go and he would go alien and like it was just a whole we loved it like we couldn't get enough of it and my dad was always doing that it was like a, a, a tur- it's it was yeah, like endearment that's um cute. a way to show affection but like i never knew what it meant exactly right, and like right. my ideas about what it meant sort of like shifted and grew over time mm-hmm. i eventually realized oh i think he's like I think the hand thing is like a creature that attaches itself to your face somehow. Yeah. And like, yeah. So I I was always like really excited to watch Alien and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just fucking great. And I've seen it. I think this is like probably the th- just the third time I've seen it. But okay. um, yeah. What about you? I've never seen Alien because oh, I, I was telling you, I don't really. I can't l- believe I made you watch Prometheus <laughs> first. <laughs> No, and but it, it's the correct order, right? It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't watched any of the Alien franchise other than Prometheus because the idea of like contamination and and body invasion, mm-hmm. I don't super love. Yeah, and the claustrophobia, the claustrophobia of it being I, on a on a ship with you on a spaceship, but yeah, small. I was wrong because I loved this. It was very much mm-hmm. my aesthetic. It was very. It was stuff. After my weeks of Cronenberg stuff, I'm, I'm with, <laughs> I'm there with with them. I'm like, this is good. This is a good idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I read. Um, I think this is a, a great analysis. Um, some film critic David McEntee describes how the film appeal, appeals to. Like, I think there's there's not anyone who is going to watch this movie and not like it there's something in it for everyone um he said fans of hitchcockian thrillers like it because it's moody and dark gore hounds like it for the chest burster science fiction fans love the hard science fiction trappings and hardware men love the battle for survival element and women love not being cast as the helpless victim there's like something in it for everybody to love it's yeah. great. And but what was interesting is cuz this is such a huge movie, I knew the end I'm like a huge science fiction fan. So mm-hmm. like And it's referenced so often. It's referenced often. I've like read analysis of it. So I know mm-hmm. it I knew every plot beat. I knew the mm-hmm. twist. I knew what the themes were going to be. Yeah. <laughs> cuz I also have that where I'm like I'm just nosy and I need to know what, like, the discourse is, even if yes. I haven't seen anything. Yes. You go down, like, a rabbit hole of, yes. of yeah. reading about something. Yeah. So it all seemed very familiar. I'd seen the chestburster scene um, mm-hmm. many times. I'd seen the milk-filled Bilbo. The, milk, the yeah. ra- robot milk. <laughs> uh, I'd seen – yeah, I knew there was stuff with the cat. I didn't know there was this much stuff with the cat, and we'll get yeah. into it. This is a cat-heavy movie. <laughs> this is a cat-heavy movie. And, I, yeah, and I know that the cat represents the American dream, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I'm okay. jumping there. We're jumping the scene All right. to yeah. analysis. So this movie opens, and I just think, have you seen the clip of Tim Curry from some movie where he's like, I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Space! And just how he, <laughs> he he delivers the word space. I don't know what the context of that is, but I just yelled, space! Yep. Um, it unfortunately has, in, in real life and in the movie, been touched by the forces of capitalism. It but has. We can dream. That's the whole point. That's the whole twist. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we can dream. And the the reveal of the title is like one of the most iconic opening sequences yeah. in uh, of all I time. There was like so I started this on like uh, I pirated it at first, and I thought there was like something wrong with the top of my screen. <laughs> oh yeah, and it turned into a letter. And then I did buy it because I was like, yeah. I want this in higher definition, and it was yeah. worth it. Um, yeah. And let me tell you also why this is one of the besides the reveal of the title, which for for people who because this is not a visual medium, um, it's that like it's uh, the the word alien, which all of the letters have like a straight line in them. Um, it's revealed like line straight line by straight line, very slowly, and and it's it's you, you're looking at it for a long time before it says finally says alien. Yeah, it's it's worth looking up. And then also one of the most iconic openings because the crew wakes up from cryo sleep and there everyone is just chain smoking <laughs> in yeah. a small I confined love it. space. I love it. The 1970s. Hell yeah. It's so good. There's just this this spaceship and it, it is just a just has a wet dingy corridors yes. and i'm obsessed with them um, yes. i'm like yeah why keep a why keep the corridors clean make sure they're dingy yeah it's like if a new star wars a new hope had just come out 2 years prior and it's like if like the the trash chute was the entire ship. It was the entire <laughs> ship and had like a layer of barbecue sauce on it. Yes, it times. looks like everything is covered in barbecue <sighs> and sauce. And it probably was. And it probably was, yeah. It's everything is either yeah. covered in lube, glycerin, or, or barbecue sauce. Yeah. Yeah, I love their like cryo sleep because it's like they're like all like around each other in like a yeah. little it's like very cute I, yeah. I it's like and a, then when all the things open it's like petals of a flower it's, kind of it's like adorable opening i loved up. it and they just immediately cigarettes in there it just like i love sucking it them down. i love it back when we could do that um, yeah back when we can do that in films um, immediately in this is we are less than five minutes into this movie and one of the characters says can I finish my coffee and then farts at the other yep. characters? Mm-hmm. It's the only thing good on this ship. And it's we are and everyone is smoking. We're, we're not five minutes into this. Movie. What I'm Critically obsessed with is that like beat for beat. This is the plot of Ghost Ship. <laughs> Yeah, right? Or Prometheus. <laughs> or Prometheus. Yeah, Prometheus is very similar. I think that so similar. I think that Alien is just like a similar plot structure, but like but Ghost Ship it's about a crew, uh, where everyone tells mixed gender crew. People call it 
my, my other last name, which I understand is most crews. They come up against a, a an abandoned ship. Yep. And freaky stuff happens, and then one of them betrays them because he turns out to not be who they think they, he is. And yes. they're both profit-driven. Yeah. So. Well, and a lot of people told Ridley Scott or maybe it was Dan O'Bannon because uh-huh. we will we will be talking about Dan O'Bannon but yes, he, he's the screenwriter and and it's very much it's it's as much his story as it is Ridley Scott absolutely um, yeah and he so I think it was him that people are like you ripped this off of this and this and this right. and he's like it's I didn't rip anything off. I'm borrowing for a little bit of everything. Like this yes. is a little bit of everything. Ev- and and after this, people do things. And yeah, it's it, it's a pastiche, and it inspires a ton of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. And the reason why this movie would be nothing without Dan O'Bannon is because, well, for a lot of reasons. But he introduced. Uh, Ridley Scott to H.R. Giger. Yes. Yeah. That's where that connection happens. And then the three of them made magic. Well, this is where my um, wet moment of the week, like a year ago for me, was jo- the documentary Jodorowsky's yes. Dune. <laughs> yes. Which is like, I was like, how do I know the name Dan O'Bannon? <laughs> so, long story short, y- Yodoro- Jodorowsky's Dune. Alejandro Jodorowsky is a how do I put this politely a um, he's a xenomorph uh, director from mm-hmm. yes is what I would he's he's a little bit out of out of his gourd um, yeah he's he's unreasonable he's unreasonable I'm trying to use use uh, less less ableist language um, mm-hmm. yes he's an unreasonable director who yes. uh, almost a very an auteur director, a weird, mm-hmm. uh, weird conceptual director who tried to make Dune in the seventies and paid was going to pay Salvador Dali like three million dollars to be in it for three minutes. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, he like got all these people together, like H.R. Giger and Dali and and Dan O'Bannon. Um, he had never read Dune, which is very, very hot, hot girl energy of him to just be like, I can. I don't need to read Dune. Yeah. Um, and he was oh going to make God. Dune, but they didn't, they were like 15 million short and they didn't. And But a lot of the people who worked on it, a lot of the ideas they came up with, uh, they then went and used elsewhere. So we yes. see parts of it in Star Wars. We see a, a lot of the H.R. Giger's designs from Dune in this movie. Yep. Yeah, um, and I'll try not to do an HR Giger impression, but it's going to be very hard. I can't ever think of anything other than, and the whole time I watched this movie, I I, I couldn't stop thinking about um, Matt Gorley's uh-huh. HR Giger. People haven't like, listened to Super Ego. Please listen yeah. to the. He's like, the- this is my new sculptor commissioned by the Riley Scotch. Why would you pronounce it that? You're friends with him. Yeah, you know yeah. how to pronounce his name. I don't know how much that impression is based on, on the real Swiss. Because I've listened no. to like he's from Switzerland, yeah, and yes. he has an accent, and he's he was a weirdo. Yeah, um, but it's a wild. It's very wild. Uh, Hello. Welcome to Hamburger Sandwich. Can I take your order, please? Hi. Hi. My wife will have a sauce that has been a crude oil slick before. 
ketchup, please. But she will need a vessel for the ketchup to sail on. Um, sort of a terrestrial orb that could be a beef mound or a carcass hill. Just a cheeseburger. It's fine, thank you. Okay, one cheeseburger with ketchup. What else? My son. What is your name? It's Tim. Oh, that was a mistake. I'm a mistake or my name is a mistake? All names are a mistake for they are only false representatives of one's soul slide. Do you maybe want to come inside? I'm afraid to get out of my car because sometimes the ground gives me a miasma. Yeah, so the dude... I don't know, and I, I'm going to go on the IMDb because I don't know anyone. I do know a few people's names. Um, I know Ripley and Ripley. Oh, Jonesy. my God. I was, oh, no. Uh, there's Ripley, Kane, Brett, da- Dallas, uh, Lambert, Ash, and Parker. Okay. So what I loved about it was the guy who plays Dallas, I uh-huh. think that's Tom Starrett. Yeah, he looks so much like if you took Logan Marshall Green of Prometheus and yeah. Joel Edgerton, yeah, and put them together. And each yeah. time I was like, every like ten minutes, I was like, wait, Joel Edgerton's in this? <laughs> when did this come out? <laughs> no, there's no way Joel Edger- Edgerton is in this. Yeah. Um and so I guess yeah, maybe they cast Logan Marshall Green and. Prometheus, because he looks so much like Oh, maybe. Yeah, because he was he's the Dallas character. He's the Dallas character for sure. Yeah. Um, Prometheus is very it's it's not just like an homage to Alien, it's like basically alien. It is. It Uh, is beat for beat. beat. Yeah. Maybe that's but but I I like different things about it. And Mm -hmm. the fucking goo and the and the the dissolving goo and the engineers. Oh, ah, that's, engineers, that's not in this one. Uh, yeah. That's that's the fucking um, Damon Lindelof shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, yeah, this is this is a good this is a great movie. Um, yeah, so there's this this uh, motley crew of people, and it's it's there. There's a rag some tag group of fucks. I would say. No, because this is another case where they all, like, fucking hate each other, and they yes. all fucking hate Ripley. <laughs> and yeah. I can't, is she higher than them? Yes. In, she's okay, like, that's well, why they hate her. Yeah, because when Dallas, so Dallas is their captain. But and they don't hate when, Dallas as much as they hate her. Is this she's a woman? woman. Le- okay, all right. Yeah. I should and know I about think, that. I think the other woman also resents her yeah okay so yeah that's why they don't like her and she's second in command she was like i don't know this for sure but from my knowledge of watching below deck on bravo the reality show about people who work on yachts okay i believe that that ripley is the first engineer okay and that would mean she's second in command right um to a captain so that's my best guess. Okay. And then we know that Ash is the science officer. Everyone else, I'm not sure. There's like Harry Dean Stanton and... Harry Dean Stanton is just a guy that wants a corridor shower is his is his whole motivation. He likes oh, yeah. to open his mouth to... Uh, we'll get to that scene because that I we have confused. to talk. We have to talk. <laughs> oh, fuck. I thought you might know what it was. Damn it. You, um, is we'll, it we'll alien juice? I... It's 
No, because Harry Dean Stanton was drinking it. He wouldn't have let it. It's and I was like, do space? I don't know enough about spaceships. Can it rain on a spaceship? I don't think so. <laughs> I did something blow. At, like the ship is damaged. He seemed and not did a water concerned. Pipe blow, but that would be maybe a, big deal. a water pipe blew. I don't. They kept talking about they could. These characters cannot pump. These characters cannot pump enough coolant through this spaceship they they just are talking about coolant 24 7 they're talking Maybe about it's coolant ducks they're talking about <laughs> retract all of the technical talk um, they're like umbilical docking like uh, it's they're talking about undocking it's from horny, their ports yeah. it is this is a very horny movie they're like and like people have talked about how sexual this movie and that and that you know we'll get we'll get into that yeah yeah, they're like, we got to reroute all these because they're, they're basically, they, they follow, people know the plot of Alien, but if you don't, they follow an SOS and mm-hmm. they don't want to, but if they don't, they'll get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't get their, their uh, share of the cargo or mm-hmm. of the profits. So they answer it and their ship like fucking breaks because they're on like a planet or something. So they're stranded on the planet dark. for the time I, being. It was a it's dark so planet dark. that I was yeah. like, I, I'm, this is my best guess. Oh, yeah. They get to the planet and they're like, we there is something here. We got to find where the signal is coming from. They get out. They find like a big fucking HR Giger being that's like sort of uh hu- humanoid in yeah. shape um sort of, of like when you mm-hmm. when you find <laughs> you encounter the engineer's uh planet for the first time in in prometheus where it's like it's like a big guy who's fused to a chair and they're like is he growing out of the chair it's like tubes right. and bones and flesh and, and like, like something burst out of him and you're something like something burst like, oh, out of him foreshadowing yeah. So so yeah, you realize they're on the ship of like another species that you realize later that the alien has like started the process that it will do to this crew. Yes. Yes. So yeah, they find it. They're like, "Oh, it's there he looks like he exploded from the inside." And then Ripley is talking with probably Ash, maybe. I don't know. No. Yeah. So Ripley's talking to someone and she's like, it doesn't look like an SOS. It looks like a warning. Yes. And meanwhile, everyone's like trying to fix a ship and they're like, we got to reroute all these ducks. Some fragments have caked up and we got to repressurize it. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Sounds delicious. Yeah. It sounds wet. I hope you do that. Give me more. Give me more. Please do that. So then they find like a tunnel into a cave and they have to repel down this tunnel they are going down a deep dark wet hole and the hole is lined with fucking hr giger shit can't they just be like we checked it out they're dead let's get out of here i also was like i literally said out loud i was like the rule can't be that if you're anywhere in space and you get an sos you gotta go answer it i think you should be able to not have to answer an sos just from for anywhere in the whole universe maybe well it's a thing maybe the because the corporation wants them to do it yeah 
So maybe it's a rule for that yeah, corporation. They want yeah, they want because of their convoluted sort of. Yeah, uh, we need to trick people into yeah. uh, getting 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 this alien. Um, so they go down the they they repel down the wet hole with Giger lined with HR Giger shit and fucking. Ash is losing his mind. He has the biggest robot boner. You don't know he's a robot yet. And, and but um, I was like, oh no, that guy is the Michael Fassbender character. That guy's obviously. a robot. Uh, I Prometheus. also thought I was like, I think Prometheus. If you have seen Prometheus, it would lead yeah, you to yeah. yeah. Don't watch Prometheus before you watch this movie. Yeah, and don't listen to this podcast. Or because if for some reason this movie hasn't been spoiled for you, I think it would be a very exciting twist. Yeah. Um, oh yes, I agree. If you can still get. Uh, the twist from yeah. Alien. If you're still impacted by it, let's do that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Ash is losing his mind. He's got a he's got a big fiber optic boner. Yeah. For what's going on in this cave, and he starts saying, "The cave is fully enclosed, and it's filled with leathery objects like eggs or something." And yes. he keeps referring to the leathery eggs. Uh. He keeps delicious delicious oh Uh, my god and the eggs and this is what we're talking about we've we talked about it since the very first episode of this the pilot episode of this podcast that like ridley scott is gonna put a dripping oozing egg into he's gonna put it in it's gonna be there and fucking henry dean stanton no john hurt goes oh yes. there's like a layer of mist just covering the eggs that reacts when broken yeah honey that's not like if i encountered a layer of mist that reacts yeah. and it's over egg i don't know and then he no. immediately like a cartoon character f- falls into them yeah very funny gag he gets we critically well moment get a pulsating tongue egg that then oh, attaches to his face God, you know what it this, is. It's face hugger time. This fucking, it is like a wet, yeah, this wet tongue thing with green veins is throbbing. I think I read that it was like, it's it, just organs from sheep and stuff and like tripe mm-hmm. that they just all wound around in there. It's disgusting. It's, um, it the really egg is. is incredible. And these effects are incredible. This egg in particular, when it, it opens up. It, I cannot believe this was 1979. It is, it is, it's amazing. And it, it won the Oscar for its effects, but, it, and, and it, it deserved it. it. Um, These so are incredible. Veronica Cartwright, who played Lambert's character, mm. she said of, of H.R. Giger's sets, it was so erotic. It's big vaginas and penises. The whole mm-hmm. thing is like you're going inside some sort of womb or whatever. It's sort of visceral. Doesn't didn't need to be said, but I'm glad she was like on set, being like, "Yeah, this is um, this uh, this is just a bunch of dicks, dicks." And she's like, "You guys seen all these vaginas? (laughs) Do you think there's like a there's like a sort of uh, by gender biology uh, sort of bodily autonomy uh, theme going on here um, that we're gonna get into?" Um, And she was right. She was right. right, yeah. But do, now, do you? So again, we've tried to talk about the life cycle of a xenomorph. The face hugger mm-hmm. is different than is what implants the xenomorph 
into yes. you. But yes. are they the same species? Or oh, is like that's a great question. Or is like the face hugger just like a part okay, of Okay, so yeah. I had I do have something possibly we could compare it to. Okay. So eels. Oh, I hate okay. to bring them up. I'm taking I off hate my, to bring I'm them taking up. my headphones. I Go know. Continue. <laughs> they for a long time Ugh. we thought that a bunch of different eels were different species uh-huh. until we realized that they're the same species. They just are at different stages in their life. But they're so the, the different Ugh. okay life cycle like the different stages of the life cycle of an eel are so drastically different that they appear to be different species Um, so i think it might be like that for the xenomorph where it's definitely the same species but it is the larval stage ah so the ovomorph is so i'm on the early life cycle of the xenomorph Uh okay yes uh, it's beautiful when when nova did that documentary beautiful stuff beautiful stuff and i was like Uh, you know what i the miracle of the miracle of life life. of the xenomorph so it starts with an egg that's the ovomorph yeah then it goes the face hugger is the second stage yeah it comes out of the egg and then it detaches parasitically to a, a host. It inserts its proboscis down the host's throat, supplying it with suitable atmosphere. Oh my god! Yep, I got that. Yep. I understood that they were yeah. like he's having him breathe. It must be giving him oxygen. Yeah, sim- simultaneously implanting the next stage of the creature's life cycle. So it's like next stage of its it's life interesting. Cycle, yeah. It's like it's almost like giving birth to itself. Yeah. But it's an alien creature. So who, who It's giving birth to itself, but it needs human DNA kind of to do it. Or like the human the conditions within a body. But do you think that's why the alien grows into like a humanoid form? It looks like a man in a suit um because it was oh, yeah, with we a human. To- no, we I, talked I think- about this in Prometheus. Okay. Cuz Prometheus tells us how the xenomorphs came to be. But who could remember the movie Prometheus? Who? <laughs> Damon Lindelof himself couldn't. Like, don't know he what couldn't happened. tell you what the fucking polar bears were for and lost. He couldn't tell you what the engineers were doing. He he, he yeah. wasn't. He was like, listen, I'm gonna make some great TV shows, but yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have you remember anything that happened in Prometheus. No. Um, and then it bursts out of your chest, and then it, like, grows really fast. I think it's possible that it um, – oh, yeah, it's you're a- right. It takes on some of the host's physical traits via yeah. a process known as a DNA reflex, including bipedalism, quadrupedalism, or even the mandibles of a predator. And other body structure changes. Beautiful. Yeah, you're right. And so I think that is why it's bipedal. It looks yeah. just like a dude. It's a dude in a suit. HR Geeker was like, I'm designing it based on a Rolls Royce. (laughs) And he's like, did he really say that? Yeah. So he said, (laughs) sorry, my notes are like fucking everywhere. Uh, Yeah, HR Geeker pioneered sort of biomechanical art. Yes. Including tattoos. I learned that. Really? Yes. The the tattoo trend of like biomechanical tattoos, which is like a big subset of tattoos, was is directly related to H.R. Gigar's that, style. That makes sense. Yeah. He sculpted the creature's body using plasticine incorporating pieces of 
such as the vertebrae from snakes and the cooling tubes from a Rolls Royce. But I would even say <laughs> the, the creature, the xenomorph's head, yeah, it's oh, very totally. long. That's oh, like totally. that's like the what's the the flat part of a car. The hood, mm-hmm. the hood of a car. Yeah. Um. It, of, yeah that, oh, totally. That, I was like that. That alien looks like a Rolls Royce. Yes. Um, totally. Yeah. The, all these dudes, Cronenberg also. Everybody was just wanted to fuck a car. Everyone everybody wants to fuck a, fuck a car. Yeah. Why do people want to fuck a car? Because <laughs> death. Um, the American Dream, as Jones Jones the Cat will tell you. Um, I gotta say that went right over my head. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much. I'm, I'm very much bullshitting you. I can probably by the end of this come up with a reason, but yeah. um, no, that was that was a joke. Okay, so then we got yeah. The Harry Dean Stanton is just just being. He's just he he's just fucking around in the cave, he, and and he fucks yeah. with the egg, and he gets the face hugger, and then oh no, it's John Hurt as Kane who gets it. What did I say? Her- oh, Harry Her- Her- Yeah, John Hurt. Uh, it's just fucking around in the the cave. He gets the face hugger, and they they want to get him back on the ship. This is where Ripley is like, you ca- you can't. We have to like for I the good this. of literally everyone. Like, yeah, I'm. Very clearly drawing a line here. Yes, and I was this like, establishes her character. Yes. Right here. They're clean. Let us in. What happened to Kane? Something has attached itself to him. We have to get him to the infirmary right away. What kind of thing? I need a clear definition. An organism. Open the hatch. Wait a minute. If we let it in, the ship could be infected. You know the quarantine procedure. 24 hours for decontamination. We could die in 24 hours. Open the hatch. Listen to me. If we break quarantine, we could all die. And um, and then, like, yeah, if you don't know that something weird's going on with Bilbo Baggins, if you don't know he's full, full of robot milk, he, he, he's like, he gives a little mischievous grin and just, like, kind yeah. of pushes the button to let them in. Yeah. And I'm just, <laughs> just as Michael Fassbender did in Prometheus. Yeah. Just as um, Ferryman did in Ghost Ship. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, is it a shock that he's an android? I knew it before I watched it no, the no, first no. time. Yeah, they, they like telegraph. Yeah. They telegraph okay. that something that he has ulterior motives. Yes. Okay. I think probably in 1979 it was shocking when he exploded into like <laughs> tubes and milk and uh, like. <laughs> do you remember bath beads? <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yum. 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 Yeah. Where we don't use bath beads anymore. In this <laughs> I country. think because what everyone happened? was like, "Yum. Yum. Yum." <laughs> so, I, I don't would know. Loved, it looks like he was full of clear little black bath beads. Yes, I'm sure he was. I'm sure that was sh- shocking. Yeah. Did you do you know what it actually was? What was actually inside of him? Uh, milk, caviar, pasta, <laughs> fiber optics, and, uh, Foley's <laughs> urinary catheters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah! That's at the top of my notes. Because yeah. I'm like, they filled this robot with milk, caviar, <laughs> pasta, fiber optic cables, or if I, do they have, I don't yeah, know what they mean. Optics, yeah, and yeah. Foley's urinary catheters. When I read that, literally what went through my head was vindicated. And I don't know what that, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. I think I just mean like, I knew there was something with this, the the concept of wet movies. And it's because dudes were shoving a <laughs> dudes in the of 70s. milk, caviar, yeah. pasta, fiber optics, and urinary catheters in in a 
Ian Holm and and just calling it a day. <laughs> oh man, delicious. Um, um so wait, can you can we order some Foley's urinary catheters? We can. You can also okay. order bath beads. They're still a thing. So okay. we're eating good. We're gonna have Num- some come to our house. We're going to have some bath beads out. We're going to have some fiber optic cables, caviar, <laughs> milk, and Foley's urinary catheters to sloop all that up into yep. your mouth. Yeah. Man. I- so Bilbo lets them in and uh, they take him to like, the medical bay. Bilbo because he's the actor who played Bilbo back then. Yeah. Ash uh, from this movie is played by Ian Holm, who is also he also plays Bilbo um, yeah. in the Lord of the Rings, and and he also plays Ash. He's like a ton of iconic roles. <laughs> so yeah, he lets them in. Ian Holm lets them in, and they go to the medical bay. And this is this is the first like. It's scary when they're in the cave and they're looking at the egg, but like you, you don't know what's mm. happening yet. Yeah. This is the first like truly horror, like horror moment where I like my I, I got chills, my stomach dropped when they take the helmet off and they see the face hugger on John Hurt for the first time, and he's still breathing. He's still very much alive and just laying there breathing with this no, face hugger yeah, attached to him. Gross. And it lingers here and like this is the horror. This Ugh. just lingering no, in this moment. Thank no. You. Yeah. And they can't do anything because they don't know if it's going to help or make it worse. Right. Yeah. But they do try to help. And they do try to help and they figure out and they like break the creature a little bit. They like yeah, they break it a little bit, mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. like, spews Mountain Dew acid that, like, yeah. eats through the hull of the ship. And I was like, oh, my God, they I forgot they were on a spaceship. They have to stop it because right. it, um, Dallas is saying it'll eat through the hull. It'll eat through the whole hull. How would you stop this? What was their plan? What were they going to do? I thought about it. What what would you do? How were, What how- would I do in any of these scenarios? <laughs> Out the, I would be out the airlock the soon yeah. as soon as we got the SOS call. I'd be like, "This seems <laughs> seems like we're about to go on an iconic storyline, and I'm <laughs> out of here. I'm out of here." I'm but not when doing they were this. like, "Let's chase the acid because we it can't go through the outer layer of the ship." What what were they gonna do to stop it? You can't do anything. Harry Dean you- Stanton was gonna open his mouth. And catch it. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's Maybe fine. you could. Maybe you could catch. Because, like, I don't know. If it I don't know. They put it in a bucket. I don't know. <laughs> through the bucket. Maybe they have something that's, like, acid proof. Like, maybe. Yeah. Spray it with something. Yeah. But it, it eventually stops. It doesn't eat through the whole hull. And yeah. So then ian holm is like really interested in studying this thing he's studying it and he says to ripley i have confirmed that he's got an outer layer of protein polysaccharides he has a funny habit of shedding his cells and replacing them with polarized silicon which gives him a prolonged resistance to adverse environmental conditions and i'm like yes david duchovny from Evolution, yes, Just give it give to us. us. Science. This, this is hard sci-fi. Science this based is on the periodic table. Yes, I love that. And no way of knowing if that makes sense or not. <laughs> I assume it makes sense because, like, if hard sci-fi people will respect yeah. this movie, they're like, yeah. yes, protein polysaccharides, obviously. Yeah. And I trust Dan O'Bannon to have you know done oh, his yeah. due diligence. Yeah, 
And they're like, they're like looking at, they're like standing around. They're wearing like oxygen masks, but like not really like masks, not really anything covering their skin. No, nope. they're just hanging out with the, the face hugger. No one washes their hands no once in this their whole hands. movie. And like I. <laughs> This is not a plot hole because I live in this timeline. Right, right. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, it would be yeah. more – yeah, I, just people hanging out with a face hugger is, yeah. what, is what we're doing right now to deal with two ongoing very scary health issues right now. Yep. We're just yep. like – we're just like, good luck with the face hugger, everybody. Yeah, we're like, uh, you know, we're all going to get a face hugger at some point. You just deal with the proboscis down your throat. <laughs> you just deal with it. And You're going to breathe it's fine. Done. You're gonna yeah, be fine. it's breathing for you. It'll and be fine. Listen, you're gonna be fine, and you're gonna get to have like breakfast. Yeah. So why are you complaining? And possibly a baby. They, yeah, and the they miracle call of life. It, Ash at one point is like, "Oh, it's Kane's son." And I was like, I missed that the first two times I watched the movie. Oh, I missed that. That yeah. makes me Yeah. The, yeah. The themes, I know that the themes of like bodily autonomy, sexual assault, and yeah. and like forced birth, very yeah. much a thing in this. Yes. Um, but it, what's interesting, and a lot of like feminists and people have commented on is like, it's all yeah. happening to men. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forget what happens to the other lady. I think she's just like, ah, an alien. Alien <laughs> just kills her. Alien okay. just kills alien her. Just and kills honestly, her. nothing just bad happens yes. to her. Yeah. G- good. That's yeah, how just I want it. Just kill me. Just, yes. just, just take me and out. And it seemed like fast. It seemed it like fast. fast. He, he, he did away for, for um, those two. Her and, um, and Parker. <laughs> yes. And so the face hugger, they're like, it's... Uh, Let's get go to space. Let's go to space with this thing. Yeah. Um, what I loved is like when they're trying to like uh, fly the plane again, they're like, oh, there's dust in the engines. And Parker's <laughs> like, spit on it for two minutes. And I'm like, what? What could they be referring to? I know that's I know. not probably literal spit. I'm sure it's a term. It's like a yeah. nautical term. Just spit yeah. on it. But I was like, this movie, this movie is horny. Um, this It's so horny, so critically read. Get the strokes retracted. I was oh. like, what could that mean? The, the fantasy of the, the mystery. Yeah. So now they have, they've fixed their ship. They're off the planet now. And they are back on their ship. They're back in space. Facehugger's still there, though. But then... They, somebody calls him on the radio and is like, you got to come in and see Kane. He's like, John Hurt is like, you got to come see him. And they come and he's like doing great. He's not he's, only doing great. He's wearing like a sexy corset. Yeah. Did you know why did, what did, did they put him in like this sexy onesie okay. corset and well, cape? it's so that, it's so that he could be wearing that when he has to do this, the chestburster scene where there's a puppeteer that needs to like come through the table. Like, I, I what? think it was to h- hide his torso from what was going on. He had to be wearing something. But it's mm. very low cut. It's very. Mm-hmm. I'm. Did you? Okay. So John Hurt, Alien, wake up. John Hurt. I. What age is he in this movie? Because he's. Was he ever young? I don't think point? so. I don't, I don't think so. Same with Harry Dean Stanton. There. I'm like they look as old as they are the last time I saw them. And but <laughs> he's wearing tell. like Fenty Savage uh, oh, yeah. lingerie, and I. I was just like. 
this is a good well, choice. Well, and then at the end, um, Ripley is also wearing like oh yeah, tiny underwear that underwear like shows for the babies. Crack. <laughs> yeah, it, I was like, that's, in the seventies, they wanted to sh- and like she's beautiful, but they were like, let's show her crack. Yeah, let's like this doesn't cover enough at all. Like these these are too small for her. Yeah, like very obviously too small. But um, and she's wearing them the whole time, so it's not I was like, like yeah. she was having like I hate. The feeling of like your underwear slipping down your butt, yes, and that was no her. This entire wants to wear movie. underwear that's too small, yeah. yeah. And it and does not cover. Why are you wearing underwear if it's not covering your crack? Like what? I don't know. Uh, they also covered her in is it glycerin and made her handle cats, and she had an aller- <laughs> a very bad allergic reaction oh, to no. the glycerin and the cat fur, and their solution was like, you gotta have the cat. Gotta have the cat in this you gotta movie. Have the cat. Won't be the same movie it's, without the cat. Yeah. So she was like, okay. So they took the glycerin off of her, and she was okay. She was able to handle the cats after that. Something right. about the combination. Actually, like, that's so you is that as feminist or as like iconic as Ripley char- Ripley's character is, and I and I very much enjoyed her. She was great. She's a strong woman, but do you know how what she, despite being strong, you know how she ends the movie? How alone with a cat? Alone with a cat, just like any strong-willed woman. That's who, how yeah. you're going to end up. You're going to yeah. end up in a pod. All no yeah. friends, no partner, nope. just a cat. Just a cat. In cryo sleep. She puts, for eternity. Okay, I'm jumping to the end. She puts the cat into cryo sleep. Yeah. It, and it's the funniest thing that I. Yeah. First of all, so the cat on the spaceship, is it like a mouser or is it a pet? They don't explain. They don't. And great. I, great. I, can, you don't I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable guessing either. Uh, I guess, why would it be a mouser? You can't. You might have rats on a spaceship. You would? <laughs> where? Where do they get in Li- from? Uh, the same way the from alien the- gets in. <laughs> it, the, listen, this ship is full of air ducts. It yeah. is. It has so many goddamn air ducts that an alien is able to grow to the size of of, <laughs> of a huge Rolls Royce. Yeah. It's got nothing but. It's got nothing but corridors and crannies and it air ducts. Yeah, um, a mouse could Dirty live tunnel. comfortable. Yeah. It's okay. not a sterile environment. The no. International Space Sh- Station, it is not. No, I mean there's a layer of tobacco on everything. It's, baseline. Oof. That's just that's when you're when everything's They're bringing clean. a cat into a spaceship, They're, which is honestly, wild. You shouldn't be allowed to. <laughs> no. The 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 hair is gonna the, the hair, hair it's not while I'm in space. You, don't you want things to be sterile and pristine in space? I thought not that was uh, uh, no. So there, yeah, there's like not only barbecue sauce and tobacco <laughs> on everything, there's cat fur everywhere. Cat fur, yeah. But I love the design of this, this ship. I loved the control room that just is floor to ceiling blinking lights. And I'm like, those those don't do anything. There's those are not just even, there's no room for for the computer system be- because it's all just it's blinking the lights. Ship. Yeah, yeah. I it's was like, the- you. There's no there. There's no switches. There's no. There's one little com- little like IBM computer with a tiny keyboard, and then just blinking lights. That's a ship, or the ship's computer's called Mother. That's that's Freudian, uh, yes. for sure. That's what. Yeah. 
And there's a moment, there's a really, really, I, I was like, oh, I love that they included this little scene where Dallas is like at his wits end, the captain, and he just is like trying to get mother to tell him what to do. But yeah. she doesn't understand the, well, she does, we well, learn later. Well, she's program, not mm, yeah. tell them. But she's yeah. pretending that she can't understand. For all we know at this point, yeah. she doesn't understand like, and he's just like, tell me, just tell me what to do. And she's like, yeah. uh, unable to understand. And it's like, Ah, this is adulthood. <laughs> it is. Like, I I don't have my mother to tell me what to do anymore. I've got to figure this shit out for myself. Yeah, yeah. I've got to move from being in uh, a chestburster to a yeah. full grown xenomorph. Um, yes. So we've got we we haven't talked about the chestburster let's scene. Talk about it. And it wasn't. Yeah. Again, I knew this was coming. Um, yeah. I was like, mm, delicious. Let's do it. Yeah. You know about. Some of how this was filmed, right? Yes. Um, And I know that it was filmed in one fucking take. Yeah. And so they knew it was was going to chest burst. But the cast had not been told that fake blood would also be bursting out in every direction from high pressure pumps and squibs. Yeah, don't know what that is. The scene was shot. Oh, squ- I would think you, Matt Gorley's obsessed with them. They're, they're it's a fake, uh, fake getting shot. You wear a oh, thing that, okay. that explodes with blood instead oh, okay. of getting shot. The scene was shot in one take using an artificial torso. Good. Yeah, filled with blood and viscera. Hurt's head coming up from underneath the table. The was shoved up through the torso by a puppeteer called the Stick. When the creature burst through the a stream of blood shot directly at Cartwright, oh yep. shocking her enough that she fell over and went into hysterics. She, so she was not acting because they did not warn them that there yeah. was going to be blood. Which, like, I would be mad, but I would also be like, oh, I didn't have to act today. So yes. And that he was like, okay, we got it. One take. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. But I would have been pretty mad if she yeah. had blood all over. Um, but... Yeah, way to get a reaction. I don't think Ridley Scott was necessarily known for doing that, like in the way that Tarantino is known for, or Kubrick was known, yeah, for like doing awful shit consistently to his actors to get the shot. I think this was just like the night before he was like, don't tell them about the blood. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was it. You, we it is an iconic moment. This it's is this great. is the moment everyone remembers, and then. The little thing turns to the camera. It lets out this little laugh. It's so cute. That was adorable. Adorable. I, so I, I think I knew about the the little uh, chestburster <laughs> because of Spaceballs, right? Oh yes. There's yes. a there's a scene. So of course I know of Alien because of I've seen Prometheus and Spaceballs. Um, <laughs> and there's like a little scene oh, where like that's how you want to come to Alien yes, is through yeah. is that that journey. The the like uh, xenomorph. There's like a couple of them. And they, the xenomorph like goes out of the person's chest and then does a little like. Hello, my baby. I'm just just trying to think it's it's Michigan J Frog. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does that routine, which is incredible. That's the joke. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks like camera, and it's just like, that was sick. And and they're like, kill it. And of course, fucking Ian Holm is like, no. And that's when they should have been like, you're going out the airlock. Yeah. Because, no, there's no way we're not. We're we just watched our friend that. die. We're not taking any more 
chances. Like, we're I not- mean, maybe the only explanation was like a situation like your mom, where oh god, I, I can't believe where your mom. Oh, didn't realize the snake, the garter snake, the snake was, was pregnant. pregnant. Yeah, and hit cut it. it in half. Ha! <gasps> yeah, yeah, Oof. yeah. I mean, it. Uh, it I'm d- uncomfortable. It deeply Oof. affected her. <laughs> oh. I'm not. Yeah. A, oof. I'm Maybe not that a, also really happened okay. to Ridley Scott or Dan O'Bannon, and and that's yeah. why they they were into this. So, so now they're like, girl, there is. There's a little guy running around the air ducts of the ship. Let's let's split up and find yep. him. Yeah. And like fucking Ian Holmes, like, I assume giving them bad advice. Like he's like, use fire. I don't know if it likes fire or No, I think it probably doesn't like fire. I think he's giving them good intel. But so he just knows that the thing is like better than them. Yeah. Yeah. He knows it's the perfect Mm-hmm. It's the perfect, I was going to call it the perfect predator, but it specifically has beef with <laughs> Yeah, I would not like us calling it. That's also what Which, I don't... What is its fucking beef with the predator? Like, <laughs> why? seriously. Like, why? So, why can I have beef with the predator? Can I read a tweet? Yes. Um, so. I assumed we would talk about Alien vs. Predator because I am very curious. <laughs> Zach Silverberg, who's very funny on Twitter, is very obsessed with the movie We Bought a Zoo, uh, (laughs) tweeted a letterbox review of Nope, which was, movie was good, but I couldn't stop thinking about the guy in my theater during the Halloween Ends trailer, which is the new Halloween movie, who yelled, what is his problem with that lady? (laughs) (laughs) What? Michael Myers really hates her. There's a ton He's of people out there. There's a ton of people out there in the world. Pick any other person. <laughs> Leave her alone. It's the same thing as the tweet that was like, Voldemort was really beefing with a kid. <laughs> why? Why would it? Why would the alien have an issue with bread? She's just trying to eat enough fiber in her diet. Get enough fiber in her diet. <laughs> That's <laughs> let her focus on that. Oh my god! I uh, mean, but so your point is is what? What is what? The, I what think does we have to watch <laughs> Alien versus Predator, Dad, because there's also another movie to. called Predator, right? Yeah, I think Predator is and also a standalone series. So they were like, what if they fought? And, yeah. and for me, it's Freddy versus Jason, which was the only Freddy or Jason movie I watched <laughs> as a kid. So yeah. again, I was coming in. It's very much like that. It's a thing yeah. that happens like so King Kong rarely. versus Mothra. Yeah, it is. It's so rare to happen in yeah. in a movie now that I think we should we should talk about it just to be able yeah, to talk about Lady that type Bird of phenomenon. Black Phillip, if we're doing Ooh, an A twenty four matchup, love it. Yes, yeah. I'm I'm pulling for Lady Bird. She uh, a girl who will throw She's herself scrappy. out of the car. Yeah, scrappier than the devil. Oh yeah, yeah. So what was? Why is he mad at the predator? Why do they have beef? Like, guys, just I guess they do the their own they things. Need to hunt. So they're mad because they're both like, we want the humans. No, we want the humans. That's probably what it is. They're yeah, probably fighting yeah, over, yeah. Fighting I bet over Earth. there was a way to figure out what happens in Alien versus Predator. But I'm pro- not sure. I don't know. There's no way to be sure, it's, I think. Yeah, it's <laughs> 1994. No so <laughs> I assume it came out around then. So like, yeah. we can't look up. We have to go to Blockbuster to figure yeah. out. 
We should do that at some point, though. I would love, I would love to do a a versus movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a perfect predator, even though it hates the predator, and even though don't call it that, don't call that's it its that. Mortal call enemy. It, call it a killing machine. And yeah, so Ian Holm knows that. I don't. I think he's like. He doesn't think any of them will be, ever be able to kill it. So he doesn't care what he he yeah, he's fire like, might work. He's Who like, knows? Have fun. I yeah. Um so why is it raining on this okay. goddamn spaceship? Then we get to yeah, Harry Dean <sighs> Stanton like finds a little skin sack that the next that the little the little chestburster shed its skin and Harry Dean Stanton finds it uh-huh. sh- having shed it over a grate. So you're like, ooh, there's another like very quiet moment of true horror where yeah. you're like, it went in the grate, like, and it's yes. something different now. And then he just takes like a little break. He just like goes on break, and he's like, <laughs> the, I'm just gonna go to the spa. I've that's seen the most traumatic thing I've ever seen in my life. I've saw someone die. Literally, like, please, someone tell us what's going on in this scene. It is like, it's. What the visuals that we're looking at is it's raining from from darkness coming I'm out on of darkness. Reddit. I'm okay. on the the Alien franchise Reddit. Whatever the liquid is, it is something that Harry Dean Stanton trusts to be pure enough that he is like bathing in it. He is. It's going into his mouth, mouth wide open, looking yes. up into it. Okay, so. Someone is like, why is it raining in the spaceship? I just Googled why is it raining in the spaceship, and the first thing came up was alien-related. People yeah, are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's really yeah, fucking yeah. weird. I was so like, poor, how do spaceships work? Poor NASA employees are going to be like, why is Googling, why is it raining right now? And they're going to be like, no, not on the, a fictional spaceship. Talk about real life. Help me out, Reddit. So... It is believed, which is which is a great way to begin a Reddit post. Seven, this is gin, Ginger Reddit user Ginger Blades seven years ago. It is believed that the room he was in was the room that held the landing gear. Since the landing gear is outside of the ship when deployed, it would make sense for some of the outside atmosphere to get into the ship. The water was probably from the atmosphere of. LV-426, which is, I think, the planet. Okay. Or the alien has caused a breach somewhere, and as a result, there was a leak. So it's either water from the ship, gross. Yeah. Or... Or water from condensation from the atmosphere that they were in, which Don't put that in their mouth. We know that there's creatures that will burst out of your chest. Yeah. Don't put their water... You honestly, when you're in this situation, don't put something in your mouth if you don't know where it came from. Just while you're on the ship, like yeah. hunting the alien that that is putting its proboscis yes. down people's throats, just stay, just drink water that you know where it came from, yep. or make yourself food. <sighs> that is it. Don't Oof. be. Why is he bathing in it? And it's so that then you can then then the the next evolution uh the next stage of the life cycle is revealed and this is sort of the the final one it will it will kind of stay like Ugh. this um it's it's iconic black rolls-royce uh design it's you've got an hr giger monster in rain i you again i'm it. not sure where it comes from but it they doesn't get wetter than this it. this is critically wet this is critically wet of all. They covered it in KY cinema. jelly. Yeah, it's yes. so wet. 
It's it's when it drools, it's like a faucet is running. It's like, delicious. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh, I it, hate it, it, it so is, much. It is drooling buckets of water every time you see it from yeah. here on out. And that's KY jelly. Yeah. That's, that's lube. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Copious amounts of KY jelly were used to simulate saliva and give the alien an overall slimy appearance. There the you go. The creature's vocalizations were provided by Percy Edwards. Shout out, Percy Edwards. Hope you haven't done crime. Uh, <laughs> a voice artist famous for providing bird sounds for British television through the 1960s and 1970s, as well as the whale sounds for Orca Killer Whale 1977. Ooh. I love people who write for Wikipedia. Yeah, tell me that yeah. shit. Yeah, you little freak. Why do you know that? You know that the face hugger was made out of uh, sheep's intestine. Yep, and it it shows. It looks it. It yeah. shows. Yeah, but also incredible. Like these these effects are so good. I said earlier. I can't believe I'm saying this. In my opinion, I think the special effects look better and more realistic. Realistic. Real, None of yeah. this is realistic, but like they look better um than for the thing that came out a couple years i think three I would, years I later would, i agree i would say that i think the thing is a sillier movie and this is more yeah, grounded yeah, yeah. the thing yeah, is like a okay. fun romp yeah and so and i want to see like a guy's chest be and the thing can be anything right right so it can be like a jaw chest vagina with teeth yep. it can be like a, a crab head guy yeah. The, the xenomorph just kind of has to be a xenomorph. Yeah. Um, in different forms, but. Yeah. I wonder if there's, there has to be a ton of like fan art out there of like if the xenomorph were to impregnate like another, uh, another species besides humans. Yeah. I wonder if that's covered in aliens. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, I haven't seen that one either. I know I that that's that more one's... of like an action movie. Yeah. I hear people, some people like that one better. Yes. Um, a lot of people do. I'll, I'll watch it because I, I really enjoyed this. Um, mm -hmm. So, Harry Dean Stanton killed. Yeah. Uh, it becomes a slasher. It's just it like becomes who, a, this whole this movie is a is is kind of a precursor to to slasher movies. It it mm -hmm. contributed to the rise of like slasher movies for sure. Yeah. Which I never thought about before. Um for but it's sure. really like quiet, quiet, sneaking around, it's hunting you, it's hunting you, and then ah, it's there. That's classic slasher. And Dallas is like, we gotta fucking hunt this thing. It's using the ducks. It's hey, using the everybody ducks. pay attention. It's using these ducks. This ship is nothing but air ducts. So <laughs> air ducts and rain. That everyone knows that's what's on a spaceship. <laughs> Come on. And so he's like, We got air ducts for days. It's going on in the air ducts. That's where we gotta catch it. Yeah. And so he's crawling through dirty, grimy, dusty ass air ducts. And then there's the a series of like rusty metal sphincters is the only way to describe it that yeah. he has to like instruct them to open and close. And he's like, oh, close the sphincter behind me. And they're like, oh no, should we do it? And he's like, yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, and they're because they're, they're just trying to flush them out. Yeah. So, what I fucking love, also Dallas is like on the computer, like we said, and he's also like the thing, he's like, what's the probability of me being successful? Yeah. Which is just like a real, 
Yeah, like like he wants to get some stats, but it also reminded me of just like why like what what's the what does a computer know? Like I guess a lot. It's the future, but yeah, he just wanted it to like run a simulation of like their likelihood of of surviving and she's like I don't ha- I this has never happened before in yeah. the history of so, ever. I don't have that to enter into. I ask what what was the plan? And I think this the alien corporation famously like has a name because uh Wayland you Wayland uh Wayland Yeah, Yutani. because that's from Prometheus. Yeah. Yeah, Wayland Utah. Same same uh, corporation. Or Wayland Industries. Yeah. So they thought the crew thought what they were doing was like getting something, some resource, just yes. p- picking it up and transporting it back to but Earth. But it was a ruse. So the plan, but like they were like, mm, we're gonna put it in a robot with a bunch of humans and only tell the robot what's going or mm-hmm. program the robot, which like makes so much more sense than uh, Prometheus, where the the robot's motivations are have a religious experience. Yeah. Um, and turn evil because of that, I think. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nope, you read so it right, yeah. Why, my question was like, why not put all robot, all robot yeah. crew? Yeah. Maybe that's expensive. Maybe it's expensive to make that many yeah. milk robots. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a commentary on how how expendable, yeah, just literally every, says humans the are, working, working class humans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's probably a lot cheaper. Yeah. Although... Couldn't you just send one robot? Do they did did what did yeah. they need seven of them for? Whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good but, twist. Oh though. my god, we're forget Sophie. They need to be living humans to be the hosts. True. They're needed Could to be they humans. Not bring back an egg. That was what fucking. That's what Michael Fassbender was supposed to do. I don't know if that's what Ash was supposed to do. Oh, okay. Fastbender was supposed to bring back the egg. He got all like, no, I've got to put the goo inside of uh, Logan Marshall For Green no and see what happens yeah. and just play God. Um, but I think he was supposed to just grab the egg. Okay. Yeah, in Prometheus. This one? Unclear. Unclear. I don't, because did they know that now I'm, I'm like <laughs> being an idiot because they couldn't have known how it reproduces, right? They they knew it was some kind of like alien life that's like a weapon, yeah, and like super adaptable. But okay, okay, maybe so. I don't know. Maybe they did know it needed a human host, and that's yeah. why it sent the crew, or it was just a coincidence that it used a human host. But yeah, Ash is like, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, tell you I don't make the rules. I just enforce them, and you're not here because you yeah. were here to die. Um, you're not supposed to make it home. So Ripley and Ash fight. Um, yeah, and he gets fucked up. He's just spinning he's and spinning vomiting for milk. a long time. And he like is milk. projectile vomiting milk while he's a spinning top. It is. He's a mess of a robot. He's squealing, and it is. It is horror. Like this. Yes. This makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Whatever audio they put together to have his like squealing when he's spewing yeah. milk everywhere. It's and then oh, the, the really awful. iconic shot of his like severed head covered in yep. milk. Yep. And what do they do? They turn his consciousness up thirty percent. So he yes, can- they do. <laughs> can you run a stem line into the locus ceruleus? I, I think we can trick the nervous system into thinking it's still alive. 
30 amps. Okay. No more. Let me make an incision. Much like in Prometheus, but this makes sense because he's a robot. Yeah. Um, So they turn him back on and they're like, hey, what the fuck? And he was like, sorry, guys, this is just the way the way of world. And he's like, I don't know. I'm sorry that it's such a sexy alien. It's the best system we have. Yeah, it's the only one we're going to try. No need to try anything else because it's great. Works. Like, and you use the iPhone. 35 so clearly you're fine with this system yeah and and he's like oh i'm sorry the alien's so sexy and that's why we have to do this and they're (laughs) like yeah you love it like you you have a crush on the alien you're obsessed with the alien he's like admires purity a survivor and all clouded by conscience remorse delusions of morality yeah i'll say i've said it i'll say it again a robot with like a robot which is sort of an existential sort of crisis or opinions i i love it but i'm yeah. also, it's wet yeah um, or just so kind of these wet. like these judgments of humanity um yeah so my complaint with the cat is i think they should have established that there was a cat earlier did they, they- Yes. Yeah, so in the very first scene, oh, I'm uh, but, bad at but watching no, this no, movie. I, I was like, I, I, you, I said to myself while watching it, I was like, you could miss this. You could mm-hmm. miss this cat. It is in the corner. Somebody's petting it, but it's the scene where they're all smoking around the like <laughs> breakfast table or whatever. The cat, um, and the cat's there, just secondhand smoke, just chugging the secondhand smoke in the tiny claustrophobic spaceship. I can't stress enough; they're on a spaceship. Um, <laughs> in all of these things we're describing are. Yeah, apparently there are multiple biomes on a spaceship. Know, Alien takes place on a spaceship mostly. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot um, stress that enough. Um, where yeah, there's multiple biomes like uh, rainforests. Just yeah, for a I, little little tiny one in the middle of the I ship. If I can give notes to one of the greatest movies ever made, <laughs> yeah. I think that they should have established Ripley's relationship to Jones the cat. Yeah, yeah. Because later she's like, whose willing, cat was it? She's willing to like risk her life to go get the cat. Right? Because she has no. an opportunity to leave. And then she's like, the cat! Oh, no. What I thought happened was she was just happened to be carrying the cat. Then she realized the alien was there. And so she turned back. Oh, and, okay. I thought and she went was after like, the cat. I listen. I was. And then when and then this. when she had to keep it. So yeah, what happens at the end is is like she she sets the um, self destruct the ship self destruct. Uh, makes that go off then is like i'm gonna escape via the little the smaller ship whatever you call the smaller ship within a ship um Um, it's almost like the little thing inside of the xenomorph it is all it's exactly like that that it is exactly like that that's just a little guy that's just (laughs) this little sassy little little like uh alter ego that's like a xenomorph is it part of is it, is it part of it? Is it a second little like? Does it have its own brain and own little personality, or does it share a personality with? I so I'm on the inner jaw on Xenopedia. Yeah. Yep, that's where also you want to be. Known as the inner mouth is one of the most iconic food. Okay, it's it's it consists of a piston like tongue. Piston. It's like a car with a secondary set of jaws located 
They're capable of extending their inner jaws with ferocious speed and force as a means of attack. I don't know that I saw that in this movie. I don't know. I think I saw that. Is there not a little guy inside their mouth? Yeah. Or is that that the kid from The Shining? I think that might be the kid from The Shining. Yeah, and I think like parodies of this ha- show the little little mouth like having its own set of Am eyes and talking. I think you are because I think it's just a second set of teeth. Like it's a smaller set of teeth that what comes out of it. Parody, but oh, it kind of it is a second set of teeth. Maybe yeah. I just thought it always thought it was like another guy, but it's yeah. not. I think it's a lot of people. I think a lot of people do. Okay. Yeah. So. It's just fucking, we're getting, the crew is one by one getting destroyed. We've got, uh, they, they destroy, they light Ash on fire. He's melting. Then Lambert and, and Parker are the only ones left besides Ripley. And they fucking find the alien. They encounter his final form. Uh, or what we see of his final form. And so he just straight up, now it's a slasher, he just kills them. It's not impregnating anybody with the yeah. future versions of us. We're just straight up killing them. And so it's just Ripley and she, oh, that's another chilling moment when like the alien's killing them and Ripley can't get to them, but she's yes. she's running down the hallway just she having just to listen them. to them yeah, being like tortured and killed. Yeah. Yeah. It's truly... He, Ridley Scott's a master of horror just as much as he is science fiction. It's yeah, it's wonderful. It is great. And then you get, Sophie, did you ever ride the great movie ride at Walt Disney World? No. Uh, Hollywood Studios. Yeah, there was a ride for a very long time. I think just recently it's not, they replaced it with something um, because it was, you'd get on and there would be like a host. It was one of those rides where it, it was on a track, but like um, there would be a host that would get on the car with you and and tell a little story and play a character. And then like, then starts interacting with the ride as it's happening. It's like part show, part ride. And you encounter like iconic scenes from, I want to say MGM movies because it was MGM Studios at the time. Okay. And uh, Indiana Jones is one of them. Uh, but there, there's a bunch of different. There's singing in the rain is there. There's some gangster movie, um, like some mobster movie, uh-huh. and then um, there is this this scene from Alien where Ripley is the last one besides Jonesy the cat, um, and she's like in the jumpsuit. She is covered in slime and grime, and having to move through the hallways really slowly because she knows the xenomorph is in there with her. And um, yeah, and you get to you get to be in this scene essentially it's it's that's awesome terrifying and the xenomorph like comes down through the ceiling on you and then the all the coolant gets sprayed everywhere and harry dean stanton's there just like i'm singing in the rain (laughs) (laughs) um love but yeah i putting the mouth my mouth (laughs) in the rain what a glorious glorious feeling to just chug slime from (laughs) your ship who knows where it came from i'm about to die why not drink it yeah yeah, so it's just shout out to the now RIP great out. movie ride. Yeah, really, really great. She's just at Sigourney Weaver's just dripping wet for the rest of the movie. She's just absolutely so dripping. I got a question that maybe yeah. the movie answers, and if I you know watched it closer, yeah, how does the xenomorph get on the shuttle without her noticing? 
That's not answered. <laughs> okay. You, you just she was busy. It's because it's a good. They, it's shocking. It's because it, it's it shocking. It's because she she thinks she has blown it up on the ship. Okay. And then and then just like in Ghost Ship, you get to the point and you go, okay, but where's Freddy Krueger as a car? Where's <laughs> Freddy Krueger as a car? Where's Freddy Krueger coming through the window, grabbing a lady and and. Grabbing a pillow, a lady car. made of pillows, and uh-huh. and, sh- and grabbing her through the door. Uh, so they needed that. They needed one more little, and so it doesn't matter how it got on the on the uh, her it's escape shot. It's a horror film. Yeah. Yes. You you need that last that last thing. And actually, I think it wasn't in the movie at first, but uh, they put it in because test audiences didn't. Didn't weren't feeling the ending was as satisfying. And then, did you see what Ridley Scott wanted to do at the end of the movie? No. Scott had wanted the alien to bite off Ripley's head and then make the final log entry in her voice. Have the bite off her head and the alien, the xenomorph, talk oh, as her and make the final it's got log her entry. DNA? Yeah, or, I don't know. I don't know. That Probably. would be crazy. It's learned to mimic. Yeah human voice patterns i'm glad he didn't do that yeah that Pro- been, the producers were like silly. absolutely not my no, guy <laughs> you <laughs> cannot what this is not jodorowsky's dune yeah you can't do that because also if she were to die then the cat were to die and i think we all needed the cat to survive i didn't i was like i love cats oh but you're I'm not like, one of those people i'm one of those people that's like oh i just need the animals and i hate oh, that about no, myself i don't, I don't <laughs> care i'm like yeah again if you're gonna kill people kill like yeah it's not, it's not, they're not really dying. I mean, yeah. I'm sad, I'm just, but I'm like, yeah. realistically, the alien would love, alien, as we know from Elf, aliens love to eat cats. So. Or maybe we're to understand from this film that, because the, the cat's also all over the ship, all over the ducks, there's no reason the aliens shouldn't have eaten the cat at any uh-huh. point. Maybe it's saying that like, predator sees predator and right. no because a human's a predator too but like maybe maybe it's like i'm not touching that cat i have no intention to touch it's that the cat. cat's too powerful yeah yeah it's an so orange cat about- too i don't know if you know the the the, the phenomena of orange cat behavior as people mm-hmm. explain online orange cats are are just a, their energy their vibe is just very chaotic yes so yeah, he's a chaotic little space cat. Oh, yeah. He gets to go into cryo sleep. Yeah. Ripley he's fine. gives a log. It, my last, you know what my last log would be? What? Fuck you guys. Yeah. You sent me out here to die. I'm not recording shit. Like, I'm, I blew up all your shit. You suck. I'm going to come. I assume aliens is her going and just like wailing on people, being like, you dumb motherfuckers i think no i think it's her fighting the aliens again yeah i think she comes and like tells earth like hey do you guys know that there's aliens out there and they're they're bad news and they're like hey listen if you care about the aliens so much you go find them and she's like maybe i will and goes and finds them again yes yeah exactly yeah and then that's that's the end of the movie but 
yeah, I there's there are people we can talk about like the the sexual overtones we already have. Um, I like this concept that Julia Kristeva talks about. The film is often cited as a major work of abjection. She says the abject refers to that which signifies the breakdown of conventional borders and rules. It confronts the subject with the fallibility of the human body and societal norms and thus exposes how the supposedly sacred distinctions between what is the self and what is other are arbitrary. And it goes on. So she suggests that this confrontation often manifests often manifesting in excrement, bodily invasion, and corpses is an inherently traumatic interruption of subjectivity, and thus all Ooh. evidence of abjection is hidden in conventional society. And this, Ooh. like, we've been discussing this the whole oh, podcast. Like, sure, fucking Cronenberg sure. gets this. Um, yeah, all these dudes, all these dudes get You've it. Probably David Lynch, too. You've been trying to get people to talk about how they shit themselves more than they think. That's what I'm saying. Like the 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 confrontation of what is self and what is other. I look that in the face every day when I shit myself. Do you guys do that kind of of exploration of yourself? You shit yourself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's you. I'm. You need to see. (laughs) It's not every day. It was a couple days in a row recently, but okay, not every day. I even then. I, you know who I wouldn't be shaming? You know who wouldn't be shaming me like this is no. fuck is a xenomorph. No, a xenomorph wouldn't be shaming wouldn't be. me like this. Yeah, a xenomorph would be like, listen, the goop, the when goop comes out of you, uh, spews out of you unexpectedly. That's where we really confront the ideas of the, the self and the other. Yeah. That's where we feel f- foreign to our even own selves. Yes, we can't exactly. control. Yeah, so. I'm really doing that kind of exploration like this movie is doing. <laughs> Hell yeah. But I'm not and I'm not shaming you. I'm just just I'm neutrally commenting. Yeah. Let's Ke- Keanu, are you okay? You it look you you're looking a little pale and sweaty. <laughs> oh no! <gasps> it's burst oh! out of Keanu's chest and oh, it's, good. it's it's bit off his head and now it's gonna use his voice to say Someone- this. Someone grab me a fainting couch. I've encountered hysterics from the blood. <laughs> you don't you don't have any holes? Nope. Holes, damn. Um well well okay. certainly. I mean we, ju- we just chest. described one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> holes. There's a lot of vaginas and penises. The whole ship is a hole it's just a tube. Like it's the entire again, can't stress. Ninety eight percent of this ship is a duct. It's, so it's tubes. <laughs> it's just tubes. It's tubes. You know, the movie. The movie shows us that Ash is revealed to be just full of full of uh, just wild fluids and tubes and bits and stuff. But isn't aren't we all? Yeah. Isn't that what we're filled with too? tubes and fluids and and caviar and the horror is that when we're filled with something we lose control of the tubes of our body hey i know that game <laughs> whether by wait actually so dan o'bannon has crohn's disease and he said yes! that the chestburster scene was inspired by his experience with crohn's disease the chestburster scene that confused me yeah well, I, well like we can make like 
spec like I don't want to comment like on on the like bodily bodily stuff that happens but I think like we've kind of said with body horror is that like the idea of your body of like your body not being in control of your body your body kind mm-hmm. of like quote unquote turning against you mm-hmm. of of disability of kind of like disability and chronic illness um being in in it themselves i'm not saying those are horrific awful things it's it's the society around you that makes you just yeah a disabling experience but the idea also that like you don't know like being disabled you don't have always have control of your body because of social forces being and or being a marginalized person so i think I think that's totally a thing in this movie, um, mm-hmm. and that's a hole too. It's a hole, baby. Yeah, it, it is. It's a hole. You know, we we pretty much see Ripley's hole when she wears. <laughs> what? It, I get that it was to be like, look, sexy lady, but like, all I could focus on was like how uncomfortably small her underwear. It's true. Are. They were so small. They're so it was small the and butt, sag so the low. The butt cleavage you don't always get in movies. Yeah, you're right. So, all right, Sophie, let's hear it. This, I mean, one of the most critically wet movies of all time, but we need your verdict. How wet is the movie Alien? This is so wet. This is not going to make any sense like they usually do. So, it's the battle of the century. <laughs> It's George Costanza versus Ross from Friends battling to death on the Krogan homeworld of Tuchanka from Mass Effect. Listen, why did they have beef with each other? We don't know. Why? They're from different universes. It like kind of makes sense, but makes also sense it's impossible. They would have beef, but it's an impossible. Yeah. Um, the same way that like, why why is the alien got beef with everybody on the ship? Why is it killing everybody? Is that yeah. hungry? It does. Is it eating them? I don't know. <laughs> then you know, yeah, this movie is wet, wet as hell. The Krogans, Chichanka, Mass Effect, grimy space. You get it. This movie is it's one of the wettest ones. It's it wet is. in a space way, a science fiction way, a horror way. A sort of like uh, the themes are wet on every possible level on just people being sweaty on on pr- the production side of things yeah in the con- from conception to editing it it was a wet process so yeah so Caitlin how wet was the movie Alien okay <laughs> the movie Alien is as wet as milk caviar. Pasta, fiber optics, urinary catheters. By your powers combined, I am Milky Bilbo. He's our hero. Gonna take the crewmates down to zero. He's Milky Tubes magnified, and he's fighting on the alien side. Milky Bilbo. Incredible. Yeah. So should we announce that like this is uh, the end of season two? Yeah. Should we have done that at the top? We maybe should have. That's okay. <laughs> we can say it now. Um, we could also. I could also put it at the top if we... So, hey everyone, just so you know, this is the end of our season two. We'll be taking a brief break and uh, we will be returning this fall for season three. Yes, really, ooh, now that I'm thinking about it, I sh- we should have taken this, we should have braked 
uh, broken slightly earlier in the summer, but that's okay. We're breaking now for like a month and a half, two months. We'll feel it out uh, and then be back strong. Season three, we wanted to end season two with with a the wet classic. touchstone, a yes. classic. We've been talking about this since since before the first episode. We started the season with Blade Runner. We're ending yeah. with Alien. That's yeah. how that's how it goes. Yep. And that's Your robots milkiest robots. Ridley everywhere. Scott sandwich. Yep. A Ridley Scott robot sandwich. And yeah, so we will see you again in the fall with some more wet movies. This episode is brought to you by the folks at TJ Maxx. Do you want the unspecified cargo <laughs> carried by the f- crew from Alien? It is probably a TJ Maxx by now. <laughs> as well as a Xenomorph. TJ Maxx. No tagline. They don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> they might. Who knows? It's the Maxinus. Max Max it's the maxiest. May God have mercy on your soul. That's the tagline for <laughs> yeah, Max. Yeah. Forgive us for what we are about to do here. <laughs> <laughs>